Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show. Today we sum up all the World Cup action and Chris Sharma, the legend, is back crushing. Good morning, Teresa. Except it's not, it's afternoon, isn't it? It's afternoon. Morning lights, though. That's true. Well, That's this beautiful uh... setup. Thank you, Hugo. Lighting it wonderfully. We look radiant, frankly. Oh, thank you. I was talking about me. I was, actually, oh, actually, right. Yeah, it's, right. it's shining out it's, on me today, you know. Just, it is. Um, yes, okay. Mm. How are you doing? How was the comp this weekend? It was good. It was very good. And we will be chatting about that. But look, we're going to talk about the winners. So, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the competition, we're about to ruin it for you. This weekend, we saw the first IFSC World Cup of the year as bouldering returned to Maringin in Switzerland. For the women, Janja Gambre was unstoppable. She climbed all the four final boulders in just five attempts, the only extra attempt being when she didn't start properly. It was a dominant performance, simply making everything look easy. Natalia Grossman took silver, climbing three out of the four boulders and demonstrating her ability to quickly and accurately read problems, with flashes on the final two climbs. In third was home crowd climber Switzerland's Andrea Kumin, who was only climbing in her second finals ever. She stuck the most amazing human flag on boulder three, finished the climb and was awarded with her first senior medal. For the men, Mejdi Schalk won bronze, the 17-year-old has grown up competing on the more dynamic boulders we're currently seeing. He was the only one to climb the tricky slab to dino to crack sequence on boulder 2, making the final match when no one else could. Yoshiyuki Ogata flashed the first problem, struggled with the next two, then unlocked the dynamic sequence on the last climb for a silver medal. His teammate Tomoe Narasaki had a roller coaster of a finals. Coming into the last climb, he was actually in last place, but he had an unbelievable smooth method for doing the first big move and topped out in two tries for the gold medal. First comp of the season and a couple of things to unravel. Things are definitely different than the last years. Yes. So first of all, uh, the commentary and like where to see it, where to watch it, that was a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, you were definitely on Eurosport and Discovery Plus during the semifinals with Stasha and, um, Sophia. and Sophia. Yeah, that was great to watch. And then the finals, there was there was a change in, in sound. Yes. So look, I know there's going to be a whole load of comments down below about the lack of the free stream. Okay, I get that, and there is a lot to unpick. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of different views. It's not a view I feel I can get involved in right now. Okay, and that's not because I necessarily don't have an opinion, but I am in a very tricky situation where I'm trying to represent the athletes. I'm working for the IFSC. I'm working for Epic TV. You know what I mean? It's a hard position. And I don't actually think it is my business to say where I stand on this one because mm -hmm. all I'm trying to do is do the best job and make the athletes look incredible because they deserve to be. But you're right about the voice in the final. It wasn't our voice. It was a decision made actually by the, the Eurosport guys because of the communication difficulties uh, with ad breaks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was disappointed, obviously, because I wanted to hit the ground running and sort of do our commentary because we're there, we're talking to the athletes, we've got experts, you know. Right. Um, hopefully, it will be different for South Korea, uh, hopefully, but it's not something I have a huge amount of power in. So if you're at home, just, you know, send messages to people. Um, so that's the streaming, okay? That's so the streaming. can't really get into it. You know, I know there's it's problems and people want to watch it for free. 
people have said this stuff. Yes, VPNs. Anyway, point number two, um, there was a whole issues with uh, for the athletes with seeing the bowlers during the qualifying, seeing them, not seeing them, like there were some pictures of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that all got cleared up by the men's semifinal round. Yes, exactly. So it was a rule change. Uh, again, the ins and outs of who decided what, where, where, not going to get into it. But there was some discontent, certainly in the way it was displayed. I think some athletes saw it alone. Some athletes saw it with their coaches. Anyway, there was a consultation uh, and it got removed for the men's semi-final. So the men's semi-final went back to the normal system of completely on-site climbing. Mm-hmm. But just uh, between us, like, yes. doesn't that, us and the internet, mm. doesn't that take away the whole problem solving, the whole like mystery of the boulder? Like, Yeah, ex- ex- agreed. I mean, yes, it does for sure, except two things, right? And it's tricky because like, I've been thinking about it. I don't really know why they implemented it, number one. Yeah, okay. There are reasons, but I'm not going to get into them. But two things. One, remember the qualities for lead is videoed. Fine, okay? yes. So it's not like this is unprecedented, mm-hmm. okay? Not everything is on site. Lead especially isn't on site. Um, the other thing is, and I was thinking about this, how much can you tell from a photo? And I'm not saying this is a defense or, or a negative. I was thinking, how many, like, for example, I see a uh, 8B in font yeah. picture. I can definitely climb that. Or it's you only see when a you... video and you're like, oh yeah, of course I can do yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. and you get there and it's different. So um, whether it helps or hinders, I actually don't know. And that, that again, it's not a comment on whether they should have done mm-hmm. it or not. I was just thinking about it. Like, I wonder, I wonder if, like, what if it helps or not helps an athlete or what it does. Maybe it helps some athletes and others not. Maybe, yeah, exactly. And you know, things were changed, things were consulted, but that's what happened. So it was out for the men's semis. Um, talking about the athletes, though, because that's what we. I mean, they're the stars of the show. Yes, Yanya. Garnbrett, ladies and gentlemen. What, 17 boulders in total? She topped them all. Oh, I, I can't like even remember. a couple of attempts. It, it's just outrageous. She was so good. I, I think I watched her try hard once. There was that move on boulder three where she over-rotated and you can see her go, yeah. oh, oh gosh, and sort of engage a different gear. And then yeah, just but like, like, oh, I'll fix it. Yeah, it, it was, was just one like, of those. oh, look, I'm having to try hard. And that's no disrespect for the other athletes, but she seems to be on a different kind of level. But she said in the interview that this could be her last boulder World Cup of the season. That's 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 sad if it happens. The thing is that we don't see her climbing that much anyway mm, during true. the bouldering rounds. Yeah. You know, she comes out, she does it, and she goes away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess that will kind of give a more like level playing field. Why do you think she's moving away? Because you had a theory, didn't you? Yes. Can I say it out loud? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Well, she already clean sweeped the bouldering season. Mm-hmm. Like she's done that. You know, she needs to set. I feel maybe she needs to set out challenges for herself yeah. because she is just on another level. And it's not being disrespectful to other climbers. Like it's it's quite obvious. Um, so what if she's trying to, you know, clean sweep a lead season? Oh, so she's pulling back from the boulder so she can just concentrate. Oh, we know she's going to concentrate on the lead. Mm, she says that, yeah. right? But you think it could be that she wants the, 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 the clean sweep, the double queen clean sweep. Yes. That was hard to say. Three years apart. Sweep. Or she's actually concentrating on La Dura Dura. She could also just be wanting a chill. I mean, that woman has been working so hard, you know, like she's been to every comp. She's done the, maybe it's just time to not have a crazy season. Yeah, maybe. but then it's nice to win and she can. It is nice to win. It is indeed. So that was Yanya. The other women as well. Incredible. Natalia Grossman. Awesome. Oh, everywhere. Andrea Kumin in front of her home crowd. The most outrageous human that was, flag. That was awesome to see. Awesome. Men as well. Very different set of boulders for the men. Quite a dynamic, jumpy style. Running jumps. Yeah. A lot, a lot of jumps. A lot of jumps. And it was interesting to commentate on because they're like, there wasn't a lot going on. And right. then suddenly they'd unlock it, you know? It'd just be like, fall, 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 fall. Oh my gosh, she's topping the boulder. Colin Duffy, we have got to talk about that because he did boulder number three, three times. 
Yes, in like 19 attempts in 19 total, attempts, like 17, yeah. 19. Anyway, yeah, a lot of attempts. Uh, and then the only one to, to do it, mm -hmm. wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he he's he, just on another it, it was a starting problem, so he didn't start it properly, but the judges probably should have stopped him before mm. he topped it out three, yeah. twice at least. Anyway, so he, he topped it out, they made the decision to call him back. He then did it again, and they then called him back. So, But whatever, that man topped out a World Cup boulder three times Three times, and then had to climb another boulder again. Incredible. Tomoa? Congratulations on that win. He's only 25. I always forget this. Did you know? No. Well, I did, but I've forgotten. You know, he, like I feel he's been around forever. Yeah, exactly. He's been winning forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's I, peaking really. Speaking now. Peaking, yeah. Not unexpected that he won though. No, we're not expected. He would. He's always in the top favourites, isn't he? Yes. You know. Yes. And without Adam Andre being there this year, the door was True. a bit open. So yeah, True. it was a great comp. Um, I know there were a lot of problems. I'm not trying to like sugarcoat over them. I'm not doing that. You're also I'm, not responsible for it. I'm not responsible for it, no. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> no, I mean, actually. Yeah, that is actually true. I'm just trying to speak and talk and represent. So um, thank you for watching those of you who did. Um, we'll see you at the next comp. South Korea. Right, I'm moving on to uh, some sport climbing news from Spain. The legend of Chris Sharma is back at it again, on sighting V for Vendetta, an 8C in Serrano, Spain. In the video he posted on Instagram, it's quite visible that it was a cold and windy day, creating the perfect conditions for the sand. The route has a savage overhang and the moves require a lot of core tension and his finger strength is on full display. So after 13 years, Chris Sharma unsighted an 8C again. Crazy. How? He's, you know, busy. He has like so many gyms to run, a family. Yeah. He's training as well for unsighting 8C. That's. I mean, he's probably still in that 9B level if he wanted to. Yeah, I'm sure he, he could if he wanted to. And he did say, well, because we've got some videos coming with him because we're in Spain. And he was saying to me how uh, he, this is the first time in a long time he's actually got a bit of space. Right. You know, time to go back to climbing because he's been doing TV shows, the gyms you mentioned. Mm. So, yeah, let's see what Chris Sharma can do. Now he's got a bit of Sharma time. It's Sharma time. Okay, what's your next news story? I can't huh? remember, I got two into my song. Uh, bouldering. There's some bouldering news. As reported by 88.nu, Toru Nakajima has repeated Epitaph, an 8C, well, now plus, in Horai, Japan. When the boulder was first climbed by Dan Komiyada, it was 8C, but since then, several important holds have broken and changed. It's definitely much harder than the original due to the hold breakage, and Toru reckons it's more like 8C+. However, when he climbed it, another key crystal broke off. So time will tell if it's now impossible or maybe 9A. This kind of made me laugh. I mean, number one, it's incredible. Impossible like, or maybe 9A. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how, where is the point where the amount of holds fall off and you're like, okay, it's now 8C, 8C plus, 9A, 9B. It, it's just a wall with no holes on. You know what I mean? Like, where's yeah. that point where it's just, it's, it's just a wall? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Bit of a crumbly rock, but that is one of the hardest boulder ascents of the year so far. It is. It is. And maybe that's it, though, for this boulder. It could it be could. it. Right. And he says it's a shake because it's the classic, but it's the classic on Crumbly Rock. You know, it's like, ah, it's like if Lapnall, well, not Lapnall, Burden of Dreams, I always say that. If, like, if Burden of Dreams was on like spongy rock mm. and it just gradually got harder. Yeah. But it is an example that you should go and try your project soon because you never know what's permanent or not. Words oh. of wisdom there for you. Did Sorry. something happen to your project? No, I don't have, do I have a project? <laughs> Yeah, somebody like chipped the holds or, you they know, made it better smooth. better not. <laughs> I'd be so for that. 
Well, can you imagine you're like, you have like an eight day project, somebody chips something, you notice it, but don't really. Well, someone's just following me around to annoy me by like breaking my projects. I wouldn't put it past them. I'm moving on to sport climbing news and to the 9A roundup. Spanish climber Ana Belen Argudo Marungan climbed her 9A project, Cordia Maleficarum, in Cuenca, Spain. She spent one month working the route with a total of 32 attempts. At only 20 years old, she's the third Spanish woman to break into the 9A grade. Christoph Rauch has done Walk the Line, a 9A in Zillertal. He describes it as a really challenging route and definitely being on the upper end of the grade. This is the third ascent after Jakob Schubert and Adam Andra. Anna Belen gets her first 9A. That's uh, pretty cool, especially because it took her one month, but it was a very dramatic month from um, the article on 8A because like somebody crashed into their van, mm. they had to lend cars, they took the bus to go to the crag, like everything going on. But yeah, she managed to get this, this 9A done and she's working already on another one. Awesome. So 20 years old, you get one point on the 9A counter. True, yes, which we need to put together. Don't we? We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, is that it for news? That's, uh, that is it for news. Right, yes. well, 9B counter. 9B counter. Uh, no. That's it, isn't it? This 9A. Yeah, that's, yes, that 9A. that's it. Yeah. Adam Andre put out that video of the two 9Bs he's done recently. Okay. But... He's on it already. We already covered the news, just yes. in case somebody will write down in the comments. You haven't you haven't talked about Amandra. We, we did. do. We did. Often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easter is here. There's bunnies frolicking in the grass. There's chocolate coming out of the bunnies. I, I don't know. I, I missed the exact. Uh, Has chocolate made out of bunny rabbits in Easter? No. No. Okay, Matt. Oh, that's sure. what I've been eating. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Easter usually means sales, and we've got up to 60% off some items on the Epic TV shop. And Easter's a great time to buy gear because it's just about to be summer. There are never any sales in summer. True. So get a sale item now, and then you'll have it for the summer. Besides the summer sale. but There's Probably a summer sale, yeah. But it won't be as good as this one because it's an Easter sale. This is the time of the year that like, I'm looking to get a couple of things myself for, you know, the alpine season sport climbing season is opening mm, up again yeah so i guess it's a really selfish way to uh buy something but at a discount exactly and that's what it's all about at yes. the end of the day uh another thing on the epic tv shop that has excellent stock and there are also excellent shoes mm. are the eye angles 510 uh, adidas eye angles pro or normal normal the pros uh are in stock but not every size is available <laughs> who's the pro is like i don't think the pro is as versatile as the normal i think the normal is a better all-round shoe matt you know this i don't care i'm using the pro i think it's the best yeah you shoe are ever. we haven't got any on it's... sale i'm trying to persuade people why to buy the normal no but i genuinely think this that because i have a pro and i don't use it that much because it's so specific it's like it doesn't go with your outfits, I agree. It's not that. But the I, white I, one goes with every outfit. Yeah, you're, you've got the women's shoe. I can have got I, black or white, my choices. Yes, but this is uh, this is the white one. But I do like the thing of the eye angle that it does have a point compared. That's what I mean. Like yes. it's, it's a bit stiff. It's got an edge. Like yeah. for, for me, for general, more all-roundy stuff, the high angle is better. But if you're more into indoors, I think the pro is the one to go for. For then me. Indoors, everybody does use the high angle that's not true as, as well. com climbers don't a lot of oh this weekend there were a lot of swappings between the pro exactly normals. yeah there was a lot of swappings full stop so mm. many climbers had two two shoes on 
Stash of loads. Had flagship on one and then a, something else, the leopardy thing, the, the softer one on the other. The, no, both flagships. Nope. Uh, well, women's and men's. We're just discussing about shoes yes. now. Sorry. She did have yes. women's and men's, yeah, but also, as I said, softer and, and stiffer because mm-hmm. she's a bit lighter for the for the men's version. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, should we do should we do talking point or should we do content? Should we do so content? let's do content because yes. uh, we have something special this week. Yes, we did. We talked about it last week. Uh, Gritstone is the world's greatest rock, kind of. It is amazing. I love it. If you understand, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you will after this movie. Check out this teaser discussing the weirdness of British trad grades. What a film. I can't wait for that. Legends in that. Only legends. Yes. When's I mean, it out? Thursday, Thursday? Thursday at four o'clock. It will be premiere on Epic TV. Oh, so nice. subscribe to Epic TV mm-hmm. and we'll be watching with you guys at four four PM. Central 4 PM? European time. Central European time. At four. Yes. Did I say it enough times? Four PM. Four o'clock. Four. Right. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be wicked. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm really excited. It's a very beautiful movie. Yes. So really like crop out like half an hour of your time to watch it. From 4 to 4.30. So, talking point, and we saw something kind of weird on Instagram, didn't we? Yes, this picture came up, and I know it's April and we're around April Fools, uh, so the first question, is it like real or not? Let's assume it is. No, it, it is apparently, like okay. a couple of sources says it is, it happened. There is an autobile hanging off on a crag in this picture. Right, let's just let's just put some context in here because it's not like someone's drilled an autobile into the wall. What no. someone's done is, is installed a removable autobile mm-hmm. on the top of a bolt. Right. So they've gone along, they've placed it on the bolt and presumably they're using it for guiding or helping groups or all the rest, okay? Yeah. Now, the original Instagram page that showed this don't really want to be talked about so we're not going to but the pictures around everyone we've had lots of comments about mm-hmm. people dropping us so we are going to talk about the picture um <laughs> okay it's, it's obviously a bit of an eyesore sticking an auto belay on okay yes. it's this gym thing indoors if i'm gonna build he's devil advocate okay i'm gonna play it you can debate the other side i'm gonna debate i'm gonna debate i don't necessarily believe in this but here i'm gonna debate this you ready what's the difference between sticking an auto belay and an area where like for a group mm. I'm just having a top rope on it all day. Both are as annoying, in my opinion, number <laughs> one. Like, oh, that's so annoying. I have nothing I have nothing to, to, against groups learning how to climb at Craig's. You just have to pick your routes. Don't pick something that everyone wants to climb. Find somewhere else, you know, a bit that's less frequented by other climbers if you're a group. You know, the normal etiquette yeah. going on. The, but there's a, bit of, there's a bit of kickback from guides about this, isn't there? Yeah, they, I mean... They, <laughs> The, the real issue isn't the auto belay there. Like you said, it's more or less like putting up a top rope, a very expensive top rope, because, you know, Noisy. Those, those boxes. Sorry, I'm playing, playing devil advocate. I'll shut up. I'm not gonna... Those boxes are like, you know, expensive. Um, but yeah, the, the issue is that th- they're scared, or it is happening, that um, there are like certain companies that don't really hire mountain guides. They just have outdoors instructors that, you know, would set up. The, um, the auto belay and just stick a kid on and that's it. Yeah. And that's not really learning how to climb. Well, it's learning how to climb, but not learning the actual ropes. Yeah. And it's not, it's nothing's 100% safe as well. If, you, if you're not, like, I, this is the thing, we don't know what these groups are doing. Maybe it's a very qualified company. Maybe they are using qualified people and they just have an auto belay as an extra element of safety. But if they're not, it's worrying, isn't it? Because stuff can I mean, go wrong with auto belays. It's more like it's. Yes, it's worrying in, in a bigger context, like whether this is going to become normal one day, mm-hmm. you know, this whole indoor to outdoor thing. But like what? Like companies are going to start buying crags, 
like taking out I don't know the the bolts and yeah. is it gonna like what am I trying to say? Is it gonna become normal to just go to like a private crag and like go on an autobile? I mean, I hope not, but I'm trying to work out why I'm against it, you know, because I do think, because like in my, okay, so I don't want Seyus to be filled with autobile making that sound yeah. all the time. I don't want that. And it's also, it's such a social sport. Yeah, but then I do keep coming back to this thing is like, what's the difference between that and, an, and a top rope? Because you're still like with a guide or with somebody professional and you knows could have what someone they're professional doing. with this. Again, devil's advocate here a little bit. But, you know, you could hire a mountain guide. Teach, yeah, let's if, say you're teaching someone how to trad climb, for example, yeah. right? You could hook them up on an auto belay, let them trad climb, and they do this indoors, yeah, it, and you, then they're safe. Is yes. that wrong? Well, the thing is that it's not like setting up a top rope. Like, these things are like 5,000 euros or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you know, why not learn how to climb yeah. safely indoors where these things are already so up? So why have it indoors? Because it's safe. But then what's the difference between indoors and outdoors? I don't know, You know, if I'm, 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 I'm trying to wiggle into this, because I'm trying to, what I'm trying to work out is why that image distresses me, you know? And it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's good enough for us just to be like, well, it's ruining the aesthetics, because it obviously is a little bit. But then climbers do that everywhere. Climbers just crawling all over the rock ruin the aesthetics. Yes, true. But like, is it necessary? Not really. Can they just set a top rope? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is it annoyingly noisy? Yes. Yes. And also, I mean, when is I... Is it actually safe? Well, I've heard a couple of accidents. Uh, when I worked as a climbing instructor, I watched it happen. As in, not, I wasn't there, but someone clipped in. Yeah. Except they didn't. Went up, let go, except they weren't attached and fell and really I'm personally very against autobiles. Because I... Yes, like my climbing instructor, Jimmy Milan, there was a, a mishap and he got mm. really, really hurt. And, you know, could have died. But it's good when you're... And if like, you're by yourself, I've, I've used them because you can get so much mileage. The other day at the Sharma gym, I spent like an hour and I literally just went up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was the best endurance training. So I, I is like Is it the him. best endurance training? Jakob Schubert said you just need a spray wall. Yes, but Jakob <laughs> Schubert's Jakob Schubert if you're a normal human being. You know, what, my point is you can get a lot done if you haven't got a climbing partner. Yeah. Which True. I quite like. So I have nothing against them indoors. I really don't. As long as you've used them properly. But outdoors... Outdoors, it just might take away, you know, the job of a professional yes. mountain guide. Yes, which would be obviously a huge shame. Oh, that was a very long discussion. That was more of a, de a debate. Ugh. We debated. Yes, yes, I had to do those. I don't like them. A I don't debate. like conflict. I love it. I don't like conflict. You know, I used not to have so all. much fun. I always give in. I'm like, yeah, whatever makes you happy. Oh no, I used to. I used to love arguing the, the like the wrong point of view. You know, like oh. take take an impossible thing to argue and try to argue it. Love that. I don't know what we're yelling about. Anyway, live we'll and let live. Live okay. and let live. Uh, let's do comment of the week, and we have a song, and it's rather lovely. <laughs> It's comment of the week. That was from Lynn, uh, literally in the email, it says, AKA Big Daddy G. Lynn Big Daddy, you're Big Daddy, you're G. You're Whoa, G, that G. was gonna go wrong. Whoa, you know what, you don't wanna say that. Rain that thought in. Uh, what's uh, your comment before this gets inappropriate? Have you got one? I've got one. It's fine, Flo, we'll cut it out. No, we won't. So the first one, my one is from Patrick Connor. Uh, and it says, flutter in your heart, really? It's the flutter in your underwear. That's the problem. He's talking about scary trad routes. I said it with flutter your heart. He's talking about fluttering in different areas, having a little cheeky accident. Um, yeah, but does that really happen? I feel it's another thing to think about. I have seen a video of this happening. <laughs> 
I can't remember where it is, but a bloke was really hung over and he number was stuck in a number crack. Two? Number two. He was stuck in a crack. He got his knee jammed and was incredibly hung over and he had a little moment whilst they were trying to rescue him. It was oh. hilarious. It's very funny. Oh. Have you never experienced this, T? I don't try to climb. Really? Because I was told that it happened last week. To... No? No? Must have been a rumor. Must have been a rumor. I'm trying to climb. Yeah. Oh, yesterday's video. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't talking about that. I was, I was just making one. it up. What are you talking oh. about? Did well, it happen? Uh, yesterday oh, on Climbing Daily. <laughs> yes. You um, There was a, a trad climb right. that I tried to climb on top rope that okay. was very really difficult. So links down below to that Vibram part three video. But just to confirm... No, I just You didn't really have scared. a flutter in the underwear? No, of course not. Right. Good. No, Sorry. I'm a lady. It just sounded like you had for a second. I was no. worried. worried. Okay. My comment is from Team Andrews, not Tim, not Team, Tim, like Timothy. Yeah. Anyway, Team Andrews wrote, 25 meters is about five London double-deck buses high. I'd wear a shirt if I was climbing that, easier for them to get up the bits, to gather up the bits. Sorry, I'm so blind, that took a while. Um, then that's still about the fall, how much is a 25 meter fall? Which fall? Um, the one lexicon. Oh, okay. It's 25 meters long. Okay. So five, imagine oh, five. Oh yeah, because I was saying I couldn't picture how far 25 meters was. Yeah, five okay. double-deckers, so that, five times five. That's a lot of double-deckers. Is it five meters tall, double-deck boss? Well, five times. I guess. Five times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, thank you, Tim. Yes, thank you. Uh, is that it? We don't. That's it for That was a long show. show. There was lots to unpick. There was controversy, debate, pooping yourself on a route. We've had it all. Thank Lovely. you for watching. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. See you soon.